You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Forfeit the game before somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to shame, cover up your face. You can't run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Coming up, we have an interview with new Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Shaquille Barrett. Joining us now is a man from Baltimore, Maryland. He became a star at Colorado State University, was an undrafted rookie that made a huge impact with the Denver Broncos. He is a Super Bowl champion, and now he is number 58 for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ladies and gentlemen, Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just happy to be in Tampa. Happy for a fresh start and new opportunities. Shaquille, uh, well, actually, first thing, do you prefer Shaq or do you prefer Shaquille? Oh, this is all the same. They both my name. I mean, I'm cool with both of them. So. Okay. All right, but I usually say Shaq, and when like coaches call me Shaquille, it's not weird. So I thought you could go with Shaq. Okay, sounds good. Um, so first things first, you have like James said, you 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 hail out of Baltimore, but you've got an obvious attachment to the state of Colorado, having gone to Colorado State, having uh, played for the Broncos, and then before that, you were in Nebraska. You have a little bit of a nomadic uh, life so far. So what what sparked the move from Maryland to Nebraska? Those are very different environments. And then where do you consider home today? You said what sparked the move? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> so my brother had ended up going to a school called Boys Town probably like two years before I ended up going there. He was uh, doing pretty good. And we was always like the closest in age and something we like hung out the most like because of our age, man, the closest. So I always like wrestled with the idea for like ever since he's been gone. But then it was like when I wasn't like going to like our little summer practices for football and stuff like that. And I just figured like it might be a good idea for me to go up there for more structure and ended up going to Nebraska for uh, my last two years of high school. And uh, it, it worked out pretty good for me. It taught me like a lot of different techniques and stuff and the coaching was different. And it just, uh, just helped me become a better athlete, like wrestler, football player, just everything. And uh, right now my home is Denver, probably going to be Denver for, for, for probably ever, honestly. We yeah. love Denver so much when we uh when we got there and just like just everything about Denver we like. Yeah. But Tampa Bay was definitely could be a new home though once uh after we see how it go this year. I'm open to uh relocating if it came down to that. <laughs> there you go. So some of our listeners know, but but Shaq, just a personal note, I guess. Uh my father actually retired out of the army in Fort Carson and we settled in Castle Rock, Colorado. So uh I have oh, a little yeah, bit of an yeah, affinity for like the area as well. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had you had mentioned earlier in the off season that you had interest in staying with the Denver Broncos, but wanted that opportunity to start. And the way you phrased it was, was that you wanted to be on the field on the last drive instead of the sideline. At what point did you kind of realize that your time in Denver was over? Uh, probably like honestly, like a year and a half ago, like halfway through last, well, two seasons ago. I knew it was pretty much over after that. Okay. Yeah, I was just looking forward to, like, it just, I, I don't know, it just was me being into, I was in the shadows too much, and, like, it was just too much politics that I had to go through to make it to the top there, and I knew it was, like, 
the odds were stacked against me, and I knew it wasn't going to happen pretty much. Okay, yeah. I mean, like like you talked about before, and playing with a guy like Von Miller, it's it's definitely going to be hard uh, to climb to where, where you want to be, which is on the field, right? Yep. But leaving Denver, I mean, it's a business. Everybody understands that, but you guys, you guys still develop relationships. So who's the teammate or which teammates, if there's multiple, that you think you're going to kind of miss either playing with or hanging out with the most uh, from that Broncos locker room? It's all, it's all like all the linebackers, some running backs. It's like, I was cool with a lot of people on the team. And like this year, I became a lot more cool with people on the team. So that's like the only thing that made it bittersweet to leave. Like it's just the relationships and the teammates and the brothers that I had over there. But this is like everybody, like all the outside linebackers, we all hung out a lot. Some of the inside linebackers, like just everybody in my position group, pretty much they always like brothers. Now, we're going to exclude the Super Bowl real quick because that's almost mm-hmm. like cheating. But outside of the Super Bowl, what is your fondest memory of your days playing with the Denver Broncos? And is there anything about Colorado specifically that you think you're going to miss kind of on a day-to-day basis? So do the Super Bowl parade count, too? <laughs> <Don't> count <laughs> nice. The parade was probably the best thing like, I experienced in my life. I just couldn't believe all the people that was out there, all the support we had. I knew it was a, a good team, and we did just win a Super Bowl. But it still was, it still was just amazing just, just to see that uh, turnout and all the people out there, and all the support we had. Hey, man, but yeah, the parade made me want to win a Super Bowl again. And is there uh, is there anything specific uh, to Colorado that you're gonna miss, Shaq? Oh yeah, like the uh, the weather. Believe it or not, like the summers don't be too hot. This winter it snowed a lot more than usual, so I won't kind of get that. But usually it don't snow as much as people think, and then it don't be too cold. And we get so many sunny days there without humidity or anything. So that's that's probably what I miss the most. And then just right now, I'm out here by myself. My family still back there. My kids finishing school. So other than that, you know, that's the first that's the first thing on the list. But other than that, it's gonna be like just my friends out there to climb it. And just the comfortability of being there for so long. Speaking again of, of Super Bowl Fifty, you and your teammates obviously uh, thoroughly dismantled uh, the Carolina Panthers, which Buccaneers fans, I, I can guarantee you, were very happy to witness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we thank you for that. <laughs> what uh, What has been your impression of the NFC South overall? And as a newcomer to this division, are there any specific players you're really looking forward to going up against uh, here in 2019? No, I just looking forward to playing. They all pass a lot, so I'm looking forward to, to getting opportunities to get a lot of sacks. There you go. Yeah, well, and and now moving on to to your your new career in Tampa. You said part of your decision to come to the Bucks was essentially you you're betting on yourself. You're taking that one year deal opportunity to start, and, and then gives you the the chance to be on the field, show everyone who you can be, what you can be. As as your your new head coach, Bruce Arians, once said, you can't find a diamond in the rough when he's standing on the sideline. So you could hopefully parlay this into a, a multi-year deal next year. You, you were basically looking for the right situation. Which one was higher on your priority list? Was it a clear opportunity to take a starting role, or was it the ability to play in that 3-4 defense? Uh, they probably like, I wouldn't even say had to have you can probably say the opportunity for a starting role because I could have still been in a three four defense about a state in Denver, but my, my role I pretty much knew my role on but I had no opportunity to be on the field at the end of the game. I had no opportunity to uh just to be the guy pretty much. So just the opportunity to start really really influenced my decision. 
and then like there's not no guarantee that I'm gonna start, but I'm like you said, I'm betting on myself. I'm confident in my skill and my ability, and I uh I just got the attitude that I can't be denied this year. This is my time to finally show everybody, show myself that that I could do it and I could be the guy, and I'm just ready to take that opportunity. Yeah, and and I know Bucks fans were very excited when when you uh, when the news broke that you were signing with the team. Very, they were very happy to hear that you were coming. And I know Broncos fans were were sad to lose you. Did did you or your agent speak to any other teams before you settled with the Buccaneers, or were they the first team you talked to? Uh, we uh, my agent talked to a couple teams, well, a lot of teams before like the process actually opened up, like the free agency opened up. But uh, once free agency opened, it was kind of slow at the beginning, and you know, the guys who got the bigger names, we had to wait for all them to go. And once that happened, it picked up pretty uh, pretty well. But uh, it was only probably like here in Cincinnati and uh, I think Washington was like all the teams that we thought about and like talked to and really like that we really considered. Okay. Well, very happy that you, you chose the Buccaneers, obviously. Um, I know you said your family's not, not quite there yet with you uh, waiting for the school year to end. Um, but what's what's their reaction been to the idea of moving to Florida? My kids love the idea of coming to Florida. <laughs> they said they're ready to move right now. That's what made it like. That's what make it a little bit easier because I thought they wouldn't want to go because they had friends there and stuff. But they said mm-hmm. they're ready to meet new friends and like I, I was surprised how well they took the idea of possibly moving to Florida. But other than that, uh, let me see. Wife, my wife, she got people down here that she know. Like I got a buddy who's on the team now, Corey. He was uh, in Denver with me, and she's cool with his wife. And then she got another some more friends down here, so. And that's we like set up pretty good for for potential long time, but just got to get to that when it wants to uh, get here. Okay. Yeah, everything just kind of just kind of falling into place for you. Yeah, it is. I so, got to do my part now. <laughs> well, we're we're confident that you will. You you mentioned how signing with the Bucks is kind of brought your football path full circle with the Buccaneers. For those that don't know, can you kind of elaborate on what you mean by how it's come full circle for you? Uh, so when I first started my football career, I was playing in Baltimore City for the Chunk City Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers is where I first started playing football first line. first started enjoying it and having fun with it. And that's just, it's just now I'm here in Tampa and I think like it's just perfect. Like everything is like you said, just lining up for me and for, for my family and I'm just ready to take advantage of the opportunity and I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited that that happened like that. I had a like Buccaneer tattoo on already, so everything just, just lining up perfect. Nice. It's, it's really cool how life kind of works out like that sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah. It's crazy that it worked out like that. Yeah. So, so we found out yesterday you're going to be wearing 58 for the Buccaneers. Uh, you wore 48 in Denver and then 56 at Colorado State. So it doesn't seem like numbers are really too big, uh, too big of a concern for you as far as jersey numbers. Is that accurate? Uh, I mean, kind of. I'm, I I like fifty six when I had it. I like forty eight when I had it. But I mean, right now I ain't even really care to try to get forty eight. I just want to go. I mean, if I could have got, it, I would have got it. But I'm ready for a fresh start, fresh number. I really didn't do anything special in forty eight at all. So I mean I won a Super Bowl and I ain't like have a killer season or anything. I'd had a good season for my role on the team, but it was like nothing like fresh, special, extraordinary. So I just wanted to just take a whole new fresh start and all the numbers that was my options was forty six, fifty three, and fifty eight. So I think fifty eight was the best one. So I just picked that one. 
we spoke on a, a previous episode about how linebacker wasn't really expected to be an area of need this offseason, but quickly, you know, it, it really quickly became one with the new coaching staff and, and the shift in scheme and everything, and especially after after Quan left. So what are your thoughts on on the linebackers like Levante David and, and the group that you're joining? Oh, they are they like like you said, like it wasn't expected to be a need. I still don't think it's been, like they brought everybody in now. So I think everybody is like they feel the void that's been left and everybody's just ready to just do that part and step up and just take advantage of the, the, the new opportunities we're going to have this year in the new game. So, I mean, I think I think it's going to be good. I don't think we have any more voids at the linebacker position. I'm still going to know the guys is what, day two, day three tomorrow. So, I, I, I'm confident in everyone on the, on the team right now. And I'm excited to keep getting to know the guys. It's just been a good experience so far. Okay, I'm sure you're 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 busy with other things, but a popular mock draft name to the Buccaneers this this coming draft is uh, Devin White out of LSU, who talked uh, pretty extensively at the combine and other interviews about how he loves being kind of the quarterback of the defense and helping get everything set up uh, for his teammates and fellow linebackers and so on. How how vital is that middle linebacker position, the the Mike linebacker who who helps get all that stuff aligned? In a, in a three four defense, oh, it's, it's important. I think in every defense, you just need the guy to be the be comfortable being a leader because the mic always pretty much is the leader of the defense. They always got a voice and say what need to be said and get, get the guys in the right position. Just just pretty much doing doing a mic job and that Devin White is comfortable with that, so it's like he's going to be coming in and just filling right in and doing exactly what's needed and. uh not even was kind of expected at that position. So if that was the case, and we, when we got him, it would be, be a perfect fit. So with with the draft coming up, what kind of advice would you give to all these these young guys waiting to find out where they're going to play, and specifically to the undrafted guys, considering you've walked in those shoes and not only walked in those shoes but made a, a very nice career? Oh, so I just tell them it don't matter where you go at, even though they like everybody want to go first, second, third. Like you want to go and be drafted high. But, I mean, that's just the beginning. That's, like, all it is is saying you got five years at a – well, four years at a minimum, three years at a minimum. They could cut you whenever. But, you know, don't worry about where you go at. Just be ready to put in that work when you get there because there's always guys who are veterans on the team already and who's already expected to probably be playing before you. So, you got to just go in there, earn your spot on the team. Don't think anything is going to be given to you because you don't give anybody nothing. In the NFL, you got to take everything you get in the NFL. So the, the draft is just the beginning. Like, there's nothing set in stone that says you're a first round pick, you're going to be successful. If you're undrafted, you're not going to be successful. So just got to uh, have a mindset that no matter what happens, you're going to make the best of your situation and you're going to get the job done. Shaq, self scouting is, is such a key thing in, in the NFL and, and how hard you've worked to get there. And yeah, that's why you guys do the film study and you have the coaches get on you and everything. When you look at yourself, do you feel that your strength is more in the ability to get after the quarterback or the ability to stop the run? Uh, I think I'm balanced. I'm trying to be equally as good in both of them, and I think right now I'm doing a good job right now. I still do think I can improve pass rush and be more more effective and uh, more consistent. But uh, everybody, I'm pretty sure everybody thinks they could get better at every at everything. I, I'm pretty sure. Like I'm not where I want to be at at all, but this year, if I take the uh, steps that I think I'm gonna take, I think I'm gonna be getting closer to where I want to be. But yeah, I always criticize myself 
super hard and just just hold myself to super, super, super high standards. Okay. And with so many players in, a, in an NFL locker room or in, in the building, not everyone can really be that kind of out, out in front leader uh, personality on the team. What kind of person do you consider yourself? What kind of role do you fill in a locker room and on the team? Uh, I uh, just come like I earn my leadership role. I don't come in and expect anything. I come in and work hard, show everybody what I could do. And as I show them and I'm making plays and stuff, that's when I uh, start to be more vocal and stuff. Because you just can't come in talking to guys when people don't even like they probably saw me play before, but they haven't like see me be the guy before so I just come in iron my uh, role uh my leadership role on the team but I could be vocal if needed I lead by example all the time too so if you could sum up what Buccaneers fans can expect from Shaq Barrett the minute he sets foot on the on the football field wearing the Buccaneers colors wearing that helmet what would you tell him yes Example, I'm a, I'm a playmaker. I'm going to make plays. No matter when it is in a game, I'm making plays. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. I love that's all, that. I, that's all I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm just a playmaker. No matter run, pass, whatever it is, I'm making plays. Yeah, that's, that sounds awesome. And and definitely looking forward to that. Shaq, any, any personal ventures or anything going on outside of football for you right now? Or are you still just trying to get set, settled and comfortable in, in the Tampa area? Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to do that right now but uh i will be getting stuff going hopefully pretty soon i've been talking to uh, talk to someone who's helping me get stuff set up in a, a near future so hopefully hopefully you'll uh, be hearing about some stuff i got going pretty soon awesome awesome all right well as we like to do here uh, with all of our first time guests, we're going to close this out with a little rapid fire. And what, what we like to do with the rapid fire is we ask non-football questions just to kind of get to know you a little bit better as the man away from football rather than the guy on the field. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right. The big topic today, of course, trending all over Twitter and, and Facebook is Avengers Endgame because the tickets went on sale. So who is your favorite Avenger? Uh, I always like, well, from the movie, it was the last movie was Iron Man, but it's always been Thor. But Iron Man, he just stepped up and led like tremendously in his uh, last movie. But it's, it's, you say Thor and Iron Man. Okay. What was your favorite show to watch as a kid? Scooby Doo, a pup named Scooby Doo, or just any Scooby Doo. All right. What is your go to pregame song? Uh, Dreams and Nightmares, Meek Mill. Okay. If you weren't in the NFL, what would have been your dream career? I, I don't have it. I would just say something that would have guaranteed security, financial security for me and my family. I think it would have might have been in law enforcement, law enforcement. Okay. That's pretty cool. And finally, unfortunately, you're about to be put to death, but you are being granted one final meal Anything that you want. We need an entree, a dessert, and a beverage. <laughs> That's hard, but just give me the best fried chicken in the world. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the best fried chicken in the world with like some greens, jams, and potato salad, all the, all the sides. And then uh, I love like sweet potato pie. So some good old sweet potato pie with some uh, apple pie with some ice cream. And what else you need? 
Uh, your drink of choice. Uh, probably I'm gonna go with a strawberry uh freckle lemonade from Red Robin. Nice. That is a, that is a solid meal. I would I would eat that. We've I, we've I, had I, a. I wish I had it right now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I like Harold Harold's chicken in uh, Chicago. That's some of the best fried chicken I had. Okay. What? Which place was that? Did you say it was it was Herb's chicken? Harold's H A R O L D S. Okay, I'm gonna have to look for that. I'll be in Chicago here in about a week. Yeah, that joint's so good. So, all right. Well, Shaq, we certainly appreciate some of your time tonight. Really excited to see you on the field. And I know Bucks fans are going to be excited to hear from you and get to know a little bit more about you. Yes, sir. I'm excited as well. Thanks for, uh, for getting to know me. I appreciate it. Best of luck in 2019, Shaq. Thanks, Shaq. All right. A big thank you once again to Shaq Barrett of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for giving us some of his time. Really great dude. Glad that we were able to get him on for all of you and to kind of let you get to know a little bit more about the new Buccaneers linebacker. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will be joined by the one, the only Carmen Vitale of Buccaneers.com. But until then, make sure you're checking out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're sending in your voicemails to 813-444-5841. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at LockedOnBucks. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished When I bought the ass tomorrow Y'all thought it was rainy Flexing on him Some like Papa on his finish Double M, yeah, that's my team Rose the captain, I'm lieutenant I'm the type can the main cast And grind like I'm broke That Lambo, my new She'll ride like my ghost I'm riding around my city 